Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, everybody. This is Be Easy from Motivational Moment, and I just want to take a quick opportunity to let you know all about Anchor and how it can give you the opportunity to make the podcast that you want to make. Number one, it's free. Two, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You also can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Peace. Happy Sunday, everybody hope your weekend has been incredible hope it's been amazing i hope you had a chance to rest had a chance to enjoy spending some maybe some alone time or some quality time with a significant other or with your family your friends basically i just hope you just had a chill weekend and things were going your way no stress no drama everything was all positive your way i want to welcome you all again to another episode of motivational moment with your host be easy And today we're going to go ahead and dive right into part two of my story. Delivered part one yesterday, the revised edition, because the first time I did it, it was just all music and nobody could really hear my voice. So (laughs) I had to go ahead and make sure I switched it up as quickly as possible. Uh, I'm not going to take too much of your time. It won't be as long as part one was, but give a little bit more detail in my background. So the listeners so you all can get to know me the man behind the voice and just get a little bit more relatable again the channel is called motivational moments so i'm giving my story so you all can get motivated so you all can you know not not give up so you all don't quit so you keep going no matter what the universe throws at you and you keep persevering and achieving your greatness. So part one, I just gave basically a background of, you know, where I'm from, some things I've been through, some things that I overcame. And part two, it's just going to be a continuation of the journey for me, you know, going from a nationally ranked player to basically homeless back to a ranked player in college and then overseas as well. So we're going to continue on. You know, um, after losing my mother and my father, it took me down basically a spiral almost. Everything just seemed to fall down. It's like my mom was the first domino. Then my dad was the second domino. Then after that, it was my stepmother. After that, it was, you know, my grandmother, some more aunts, some more uncles. And it just kept going down. Dominoes were just all falling. But... You know, have you ever seen, like, when people actually make pictures, when the dominoes fall, they make pictures of, like, when they all fall down, you see, like, an image. And I just think, after all the dominoes fell, there was an image of me smiling in that piece. Because it basically shows my journey was complete, and I persevered, and I made it through. After not graduating high school, after not getting my GED, 
going through issues with a relative that basically took me in just to get money from the state for me, who really, she really didn't give a damn about me. I moved to Champaign, Illinois, which is similar to Athens is here in Georgia. Champaign is a college town. It's where the University of Illinois is at. Huge campus, beautiful, beautiful uh, college town, beautiful town in general. And I enrolled at Parkland College. The only reason I was able to get in because I spoke with the coach who was the coach at the time of the men's basketball team. He had four scholarships available, so he said, come to find out there was only one. And he made close to 40 of us try out. He ended up giving a scholarship to a gentleman who basically failed off the team within the first month or so, which you could have gave to somebody like me who was hungry, who knew, you know, what it took to get there and knew what it took, you know, to basically keep going, putting in the work and things of that nature. Couldn't continue going to the school no more. And the apartment that I had with some roommates down there, I basically got evicted. I couldn't live there no more. I didn't have no money, no means of income, no financial aid, nothing like that at all, nothing coming through that would allow me to pay my rent, pay my part of the rent, things of that nature. So it's funny how you build bonds with people and you really don't even know. I've met some of the most genuine people in my life after all the situations I dealt with. And these are people who actually have my back and again, they barely even knew me. They did more for me than people I grew up with, certain people. But again, the universe puts people like that in your life and in your path to help you along the way. So I'm in Champaign. I'm still, you know, I don't have a place to stay. I'm basically surviving off of, you know, young ladies who go to the school. You know, they're coming to the rec center, they're meeting meeting me and, you know, you know, I'm not asking for nothing at all, you know, but they're inviting me over to their place and everything, feeding me a lot, you know. I was huge, even though I was kind of a, I was a mean ass person when I was younger. I never took advantage of the women who helped me. I never did that. You know, I would always sleep on the couch. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, if they wanted me to, you know, come in the room and lay down when I was cool. But my first my first option was always the couch. Again, because I'm respectful. I'm not a dog. I've never been raised as a dog. But I basically was doing what I needed to do to survive. You know, to get food. Um, you know, when I wasn't, when I didn't have nothing available, I'd sleep and the park and the little tunnels that they had that they had available, you know, and the little playgrounds. I made sure there were no kids or nothing there or nothing like that at all. Um, you know, when it was too hot, I got cool with a lot of people who worked at the rec center. Um, U of I had numerous rec centers on, on the campus, but I used to go to one called MP. You know, they had shower, 24 hour you know, showers and, you know, basketball court and, you know, weight room and everything. It was awesome. And I, sometimes I sleep behind the bleachers but I'll never forget the day that <laughs> everything basically took a a change for the better there was always these dudes I played ball with 
you know, I would be cool with their girls and, you know, with their girlfriends and things of that nature, but they always called me their little brother. One day, you know, they saw me leaving the park and I was leaving the, the blacktop and I was walking to, um, like, the playground, basically to go to sleep because they were doing stuff in the rec center. They were cleaning it out and uh, renovating it. And I'll never forget the day, uh, Marco, who was, again, my big brother, loving the death to this day, Louis G. and Lando. Um, I mean, real stand-up dudes, man. Wasn't my day one dudes, but they had my back like they've known me forever, like we've known each other forever, but they called me the little bro. Uh, Marco was like, you know, he's like, where you going? I'm not finna go over here so I can get some rest and chill and go to sleep. He's like, you sleeping in the park? I was like, yeah, man. I'm like, I don't got nowhere to go. Off top, he was like, yo, he's like, man, I'm not gonna let you do that, bro. He's like, he like, come on, man. He's like, get, get, get your clothes, you know, get your, get your whatever you got to get and come on, man. And I had a garbage bag full of clothes, you know, that I, that I would wash every week. I had enough clothes to make it through seven days. And I couldn't believe it. You know, tears started coming out of my eyes. I started crying. Because, again, this is, this is three strangers, basically, who, who are allowing me to basically sleep at their home, you know. And it wasn't no rules, no regulations, nothing like that at all. You know, they didn't care what I did. I was sleeping, basically, I was sleeping on the couch. But... If I had like a young woman come over, you know, they wouldn't even trip. They're like, yeah, man, just you, you know, you can have, you can have a room, you're cool. Like love like that, you know, for somebody to say you good, like yo, you don't got to sleep outside no more. You know, we're gonna go get you some clothes. We're gonna go, you know, get you something. You know, get you something. It's love right there, like that's care. And my father basically, he was the one who told me that loving something and caring about something are two totally different things. And I think, as of right now, we get we get those two words twisted. Like, I love fried chicken, but I'm sure fried chicken don't love me. Like, for, for real. But, do you, but caring about something, that means you're, you would do whatever it takes to make sure that that individual or whatever it is that you care about, you're going to go all out for that person and or thing. Because you care. There's people out there right now who love celebrities. They don't love you back. They don't even know you. Even when you get people who follow quote unquote certain actresses and actors or you know musicians and things of that nature, sometimes that's not even their that's not even their real page or that's not even like really them. Like that's like a fan a fan made site or something like that. These people don't know you. They don't. Anyway, I'm rambling, so I apologize. So they allowed me to stay with them. I'm still putting in the work. I'm driving, again, like Marco, like my big brother. I'm driving his car without a license. It's just so I don't have to walk in the heat anymore, in the cold anymore, to get to the gym. So I was in Champaign around the time that Darren Williams, Luther Head, D. Brown, James Augustine, you know, all of these people were at U of I, you know, doing their whole big run when they were, I mean, destroying people. And they went to the championship. They eventually they lost to North Carolina, but, I mean, they ran through the NCAA tournament. So this whole time I'm playing ball at MP, shooting around and everything, and, you know, I'm, I'm constantly playing ball. 
constantly, constantly playing ball and working out and doing what I need to do because, again, my vision is still there. I know what I can bring into a team if I just get a chance. And I'll never forget the day. At the time, I didn't know who he was, but Darren Williams was actually in the rec center playing ball, like just pickup games, destroying people. Like, I mean, it was crazy because I was looking at him, looking at me, same height, same build, everything, but he's moving, I mean, so fluidly. And even with me, I've never had handles playing ball. I've always had a jumper and I dribble like LeBron. I dribble strong, meaning I'm, I'm going to go strong right, cut me off, go strong left, cut that off, turn my back to you, bag you down, whatever the case may be. But I'm a, I've never had handles like that as far as with the ball being on the string. Never been prone for turning the ball over, but I was always just focused on scoring. But seeing what he was doing, even, you know, after the fact that I realized who he was, it was crazy. So he finished playing ball. A gentleman named Tory Dukes, too, to this day, who I still talk to, who was like a guardian angel to me, who got me in school, who gave me the opportunity to perform in front of all these coaches. Finished playing ball, and he's from Ohio. But he talked like a pimp, and it was crazy. He walked up to me, and he was like, hey, man. He was like, uh, you know who you just played against? I'm like, who? He like, man, that's the starting point guard for U of I, man. I was like, wait, wait, hold on, wait, wait. I'm like, the starting point guard? I was like, wait. I'm like, Darren Williams? He like, yes, sir. He like, the one and only. He like, where you from, man? You know, I told him where I was from, basically, you know, quick breakdown. I'm from Chicago. Came down here to go to Parkland College, but it didn't work out. So, unfortunately, I'm trying to get back into school, get started somewhere, and, like, get away from here, start a fresh chapter. He's like, okay. Um, He's like, well, what I do is, he's like, I have a company called Mo Bounce, and what I do is I allow young men and women to get exposure in different, you know, different venues across the country. We drive there. He's like, I rent a van. We drive there. You know, I pay for the hotel. We all chip in. He's like, but... I know your situation. He's like, so I'm going to go ahead and just look out for you. Because I see, he's like, I see you in here every day. He's like, but you, he's like, it's something about you that just stands out. He's like, so I'm going to look out for you. I don't need nothing in return but seeing you happy. And again, at that time, you know, I'm so emotional. Like, I'm, a, I'm an emotional dude. I've always been that way. I've watched Lion King. I cried when Mufasa died. You know, I, I cried in Aladdin. Is Everything like that. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I just, I'm an emotional dude. But I still, you know, I still have my strength, still have my power. But I'm entwined with my emotions as well. So I break down again, you know, um, because these blessings are coming. You know, the universe is putting people in my path, letting me know everything is okay. My mom, my dad, they're working in unison. I feel it. And they're putting everything basically in my way. Like, yo, you're good. Don't worry about it. You're cool. We're going to get through this. So, first event we go to, we go to Jerry Mullins' camp. It was a showcase, and it was in o Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, I think, because it was at Oral Roberts University, which is in Oklahoma, and all the coaches was there. Tom Izzo, Coach K. Um, at the time, you had um, Billy Donovan. He was there, just to name a few. And I never forget, I actually met Tom Izzo, shook his hand. He actually 
applauded me on my performance. But I couldn't take no offers from no D1 school. I didn't have a GED or the high school diploma. But just to get that feedback from a coach of that stature, man, it was amazing. Like, I mean, it was incredible. So after figuring out I had to go the junior college route, Tori was like, well, I know a couple of schools that can use a two-guard. So we ended up going to one school called Lincoln Trail. I do my workout. It was Tori. It was a... Another ball player named Marquise, who again, who big ups to Marquise, who helped me out. You know, he helped me shine at a workout that I had actually at the old junior college that he went to. But first school we went to was Lincoln Trail. Marquise was there putting me through drills for the coach and everything. Shooting drills, ball handling, everything. But at the time, the coach didn't have no money left. He could only offer me a partial scholarship. And both Tory and Marquise was telling him, like, well, you know, this young man, you know, he it's a long way from home for him. He doesn't really have nothing. He need a, he'll, he'll need a full ride. Again, wasn't enough money for me to get a full scholarship, only a partial. Tory was trying to get me a full, full ride. And I know some of you might be listening to this and say, well, you know, it should be easy to get a scholarship, you know, to a JUCO. Wrong. If a coach or, I mean, if an institution is going to invest money in you, you need to make sure that you get the full value as well for yourself and from the institution. Don't never sell yourself short at all. Don't never do that. So we leave Lincoln Trail. I shake the coach's hand or whatever, and I, I thank him again. I'm grateful. I'm thank you for the opportunity, but I, you know, I gotta have something that's a full, like a full scholarship. I'm nervous because I'm like, yo, I'm putting in this work. I don't know what's what's going on. So we finally get to Centralia, Illinois, which is about five and a half hours from Chicago. It's a long way from the house. Small town, you know, small college town, but Centralia High School is actually one of the most winningest high schools in the state of Illinois. They have a strong history of basketball down there, strong history of sports in general, period. The gentleman that was with us, Marquise, actually played at Kaskaskia. Like, I think three years prior to me, you know, going for the workout. We get there, and I just, I'll never forget it. <laughs> I meet Coach Wilson, who's the assistant coach. He's about, he's about 5'9". Then I meet the head coach, Coach Cooksey. 6'9", six 6'10". Six I mean, just a huge dude. Huge white guy, but super cool. Sits all of us down. You know, I shake his hand, talk to him. He sits us all down. It's about, it's like 30 of us. You know, we're playing pickup games. He's putting us on teams. First, we went through workouts. You know, the usual thing, run you to death, see who drops. Then we do certain drills, you know, three-man weave, the Syracuse layup drill. Uh, we're doing, you know, full court, full court shooting, uh, you know, one-on-one defense and sliding end-to-end just to see who's been working, who hasn't been working. So once all the hard stuff gets out the way, we get to the easy stuff, which is playing five on five. I'm ready. Like, I mean, like, I'm I'm foaming at the mouth. Like, it's my time. I'm like, God brought me here for a reason. It's game time. Break us up. Marquise tells Coach Cooksey that he wants to run with me. So, you know, Cooksey was cool with it. Marquise comes to me. He's like, BD, he's like, I'm going to run with you. 
just seal the lane. And this was word for word from what Marquise told me. Wherever you catch it at, let it go. I'm like, man, but you know, if I what if I catch it, you know, too far back or whatever. He was like, dude, come on, man. He's like, I've seen you shoot beyond NBA range consistently since I've known you. He's like, don't worry about it. He's like, just let it go. He's like, you got to put on the show. He's like, this is your time. Only thing I told him in response to that was say no more. And literally, that rim opened up. I mean, it opened. Like, <laughs> the rim was just, like, so big, man. Like, I, I think we played damn near 10 games. I probably missed, like, four shots in 10 games. And that's not no lie because I was so zoned in. I was so focused about this opportunity. So we finished the games. And i never forget it. Coach Cooksey sits all of us down again. He was like, I want to thank you all for coming. He's like, if I call your name, he's like, I, again, I'll thank you all for coming out. But if I call your name, we're not going to go ahead and, you know, we're not going your direction. So he's doing alphabetical order. So he gets through the A's, gets through the B's, gets through the C's. Now he's on the D's for the last name. I was like, oh my God, like, I'm like, please, you know, don't call. Like, don't call me. Please don't call my name. So I thought he was going to call Davis, but he didn't. He said the name was Davison. I just broke down. Broke all the way down. I was like, oh, no, are you playing? I'm like, this man is not about to sign me. But he did. Uh, <laughs> when everything finished up, it was me, a young man named Richard, who I'm, st who I'm still cool with to this day. Frankie, who was my brother, like, I mean, my brother, brother, like, we bonded so much over school and just everything in general. Same background, everything, except, you know, I'm 6'3", Frankie was 6'9", like, I mean, it was crazy. And it was, like, three other people that coach signed. He tells all of us, he's like, hey, he's like, I just want to let you know, he's like, you all out of here, I've seen something that I liked and what I can use. He's like, I have my point guard, I have my shooting guard. When he said the shooting guard, he pointed at me. And it was just a wrap from there. Uh, you know, I told him about my living situation or whatever the case may be. He was like, don't worry about it. He was like, you can just get your GED when you come to the college, when you come to the school. You'll miss the preseason. But once you're cleared, you'll be back be able to play. You can still practice. You can still take your classes. And I just told him I was grateful and thankful for him because he didn't have to do that for me. And it just, from there, it just started getting better. I didn't have to sleep in a park no more. I didn't have to sleep in a rec center anymore. I didn't have to sleep on nobody's couch no more. Don't get me wrong, it was a basketball house when I moved down there, but I had my own room. I had my own bed. I had food. You know, I had, it was, it was crazy because I went down, I went to school with a bag, with a garbage bag of just clothes I had. The sophomores on the team, who the, the freshmen who were about to be sophomores on the team looked out for me the first week of me moving down there. They didn't have to do that. Nobody had to do that. They chose to do I didn't even ask them to. I had a whole wardrobe, whole wardrobe by about, I want to say within like three weeks, I had a, just crazy amounts of clothes and everything from people, again, who barely knew me. But they saw my struggle. They saw what I was going through. That's a blessing right there. And this goes to show you, again, just keep pushing. No matter what you're going through, no matter what is going on, 
no matter what you feel may not be going right in your life, keep pushing and keep going for what you want. Keep making things happen. We all just can't stay on the straight path sometimes. Even if, even when we're in our car, there's detours, there's roadblocks. Even if you take a detour, you still will end up at the same destination. It's just a different route. And you have to remember that even with your life. Your life can take you on different detours. But eventually you're going to end up in the same place that you was trying to get to. Are you going to let a detour stop you from getting to where you're trying to get to? You're not going to do it. You're not going to do that. You shouldn't allow yourself to, don't allow yourself to give up, don't allow yourself to quit. Because that's what you're not going to do. That's what I'm not going to allow you to do. Even if I don't know you, I care about you. That's the reason why the world is like it is today, because nobody cares about nothing. Well, they might care about something themselves. But me personally, I'm not going to do that. But getting to that school was the beginning of a new chapter because I destroyed all the competition I played against. I had a chance to go to some D Division One schools, like scholarship-wise, but eventually I ended up going to a Division Two school, which was a great decision I ever made. The funny thing was I had a chance to go to Shamanad University, which is in Hawaii, but they called me the last minute. They called me after I had signed to uh, this Division Two school in Missouri. And again, my dad told me long, long time ago, be a man of your word. You put your name on something, you got to rock with it. But I'm like, damn, I'm like, Hawaii? I could have went to school in Hawaii, man. I probably would still been there right now. Just chilling. Maybe, you know, selling jet ski tours or something like that. You know, <laughs> with, with a flower shirt on and a straw hat. And some thong sandals on just chilling. But, you know, those two years of my life being at that on that school, on that campus, was amazing because I made bonds with a lot of people. And, you know, my journey continued, you know, all conference, my freshman and sophomore year. Leading leading the conference, leading uh I didn't lead the nation, but I was in the nation, I think top I was top fifty in the nation. And scoring Three pointers, three pointers attempted, three pointers made, three point percentage. And I just never changed my game. I just kept working, I just kept working, kept working, kept working, kept working. Didn't even didn't even go back home when summer vacation came. I stayed I stayed down at school. And I got a job. <laughs> I got a summer job working at KFC. And <laughs> my manager, you know, Miss Wilson, was super cool, super duper cool, man. I mean, she was like the coolest lady you can know. She was always let me leave early to go play ball at the gym, everything. At the little, at the rec center they had out there. It's like in a hood. It was like a warehouse. But I mean, like, no AC, fan blowing. It's 100 degrees outside, maybe 115 inside. We in there getting it in, hooping. And it, it was just amazing. Just knowing everything I went through everything I've been through to get to that point. I took the GED test. I passed that with flying colors. I wasn't worried about that. But the thing is, I got the opportunity. Somebody gave me a chance to be a part of something special. 
And this is why, you know, I'm again, I'm speaking to you all from this medium because I want you to make it. I want you to be successful. I want you to reach new heights. Don't give yourself a ceiling. Don't ever do that because that means you're giving yourself limits. Don't ever give yourself limits. Try to go past your limits and just keep going and keep doing what you're doing. But those two years, again, it was awesome. It was amazing. Met some great people, played ball, got my associate's degree. Ow! And that was a big deal, too. Because my mother didn't graduate college. My father didn't graduate college. I think it was only one person that graduated college in my family on both sides. That was my Uncle Bobby. And he lives in he lives in France right now. And it's funny, too, because you ever met somebody who was just so smart, but they just... <laughs> my base my uncle Bobby was so smart, but he still couldn't work a smartphone. If you get, if you understand what I mean, he can tell you about programs on a computer. He can tell you about any type of software, anything. He can calculus problems, you know, trigonometry, algorithms, all this stuff. But if you give him a smartphone or anything like that, oh no, he he he's gonna go crazy trying to operate and function with it. Um, but me and him, the only two that have college degrees, and that's amazing. Um, I'm at a loss of words right now because again I'm getting emotional right now just thinking about my journey and how far I've come and this journey is awesome you know it really is and part three I'm going to go ahead and probably you know put that out tomorrow not tomorrow probably Tuesday because tomorrow is my birthday and I'm looking forward to it it's going to be amazing. Uh, just a chill day. Don't really have nothing super duper planned. I don't really party or kick it like that. Just going to have something at the house. Mm, with my family, just chill out. And just kick back. And just be blessed and be thankful for everything, you know. Um, I just want to thank you know everybody who's listening and tuning in. Thank you all so much, so, so much for listening. Thank you so much for rocking with me. And... To the people at Anchor, which is what I use to record these motivational podcasts, uh, I suggest you know if you have if anybody out there has things to say, if anybody out there has you know ambitions and dreams of doing anything as far as a podcast or speaking anything of that nature, Anchor allows you to be in control of your own podcast. It gives you the tools, it gives you everything you need, the blueprint as far as to putting your putting your thoughts out there putting your voice out there it allows you to get onto you know apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, just to name a few and all these other platforms and the app can be found in google play and apple store again it's called anchor and it puts the power of putting your podcast out there for yourself and the way you want it to be so again thank you all so much for tuning in enjoy the rest of your day and go into tomorrow. I know tomorrow's a holiday, so I don't know if some people have to work or not. But just go in, you know, attack the week head on. If you don't have to work, that's even better. Go get that. Go get the gym time in. If you're gonna be lazy, just stay in bed all day. Do that too, and just chill and just enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you so much for tuning in again. I'll drop part three probably Tuesday. But I'm your host, Be Easy. Stay blessed. Stay healthy. Stay hydrated, and be cool. Peace.